Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Emmanuel. 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 I greet you all in the name of the Lord. Emmanuel, God is with me. God is with us. And because he's with us, that is enough for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is with you. Though you walk through the darkest valley, He is with you. His rod and staff comforts you. If you know that to be true to your life, let me hear you greet your neighbor Emmanuel again. You know that to be true to your life, let me hear you say to the viewers Emmanuel again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is time for the word of God. Because God does nothing without his word. We have gathered here today because it's what said we should come. He said do not cease. Do not fail to come together. To worship. To praise. To encourage yourself. And today as you relax in his precious arm, you will be blessed. You will be healed. You will be delivered. And be saved. Because you came according to his word. Shall we put our hands together? Put your hands together and clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. book here with me. Can you see it? Here is a book in my hand and it is called Holy Bible. So this is the Holy Bible. My Bible. God's precious gift to me. I believe you have yours with you. Can we see your Bible? Let's see your Bible. Is that your Bible? I can see some people raising their iPad. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes. Whether your Bible is old or new, whether it's big or small, whether it's in broad print or not. Or whatever color your Bible is being fashioned with on the outside does not matter. One thing that cannot be taken away from that book is the life in it. The truth in it. And you will discover this truth when you open your Bible to read occasionally. Is that so? <laughs> you 
we discover this truth when you open your Bible to read occasionally <laughs> yes I can hear some people say no you will only discover this truth when you open your Bible to read always you will know this truth when you open your Bible to read always with fitness of thoughts and flames of affection but the question before you this moment is why is this book given to you why are you in possession of the Bible and the answer is quite simple the Bible is given to you simply to invite you to make yourself at home with the Lord and to become more familiar with the way he speaks and the way you answers him with your life the word of God is given to you to invite you to make yourself at home with the Lord and to become more familiar with the way he talks and the way you answers him with your life In the book of Romans 12 verse 2 The word of God said to you Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world But be transformed by the renewing of your mind Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is His good, pleasing and perfect will Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. May be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let someone say renewing of the mind. Renewing of the mind. How can your mind be renewed? How can our mind be renewed? It is only by hearing and obeying God's word, meditating all about the word, doing what the word says. Always, not occasionally. For by hearing, believing comes. By believing, trust comes. And by trusting, confidence is established. The more you meditate on what you have read, the more you understand yourself more and this God who created you. For the Lord will not open the door of salvation. He will not open the door of wisdom, that of peace, to the one who keeps his Bible shut. God will not open the door of salvation, peace and wisdom to the one who keeps his Bible shut. And the man of God, Prophet Tibetra says, if you come across anything as you splash around the world, you open your Bible to read, you come across something you do not understand ask God about it tell him about it because the scripture will be baseless useless and even dead until you act on the world it's subtle powerful significant word in that book is meant for you to build you up 
to keep you for a new level in life. Preserve you for the challenges ahead and to reform you for your proper position in Christ Jesus and a better future. As a child of God, Christians, your goal in life, your objective is to be like Christ Jesus. But it comes with a price. Say, it comes with a price. It comes with a price. Objectivity has to do with the fat on ground. Jesus Christ's objectivity was founded on commitment and genuineness of faith. And the choice to commit is the same for you today. Every Christian, every believer. And that is to put yourself under the checks and conduct of the Holy Spirit. To be under God's authority, not man's majority. Because to talk about Jesus Christ would be meaningless without a walk with him. Commitment with him. We are all sons and daughters of God. We are children of God. And when the Lord is talking about those who will pick up their cross today and follow him daily, he's referring to the committed. And when you say you are committed to a cause, it means you have decided beyond all reasonable doubt. Decision making. Decision making. And the wisest decision you can make today is what you do with Christ Jesus. You might have been convinced of who he is. Lord and Savior, Redeemer, Healer, but you need to be converted. And that is deciding to trust him in all situations, in all circumstances. So today, you may choose to be true to him and always be where his name will be honored, welcome, appreciated. You can also choose to always be where his name will be smeared Drag on the mud by the unbelievers. The choice is yours. God has given every one of us plenty of evidence to believe in Him. He has given you plenty of evidence to believe in Him. But doubt comes when you fail to stop long enough and observe all the evidence. Doubt comes when you fail to stop long enough. Look behind you, look by your side, and even before you, to observe all the evidence. As a child of God, always remember Ruth's words of commitment to now me. He did not speak as loudly as her action. She left her family, her country home, to a strange land strange culture, strange people. She was committed to that relationship and that limited her choice. Commitment limits choice. Commitment builds up faith and develops character. And this will bring us to our message today. Standing in the hour of God. Let someone say, standing in the hour of God. 
and our fourth test shall be taken from the Bible in the book of Luke. Luke 10, from verse 38 to 42. But right at this moment, we are going to take the Bible in the book of Revelation. So open with me to the book of Revelation. Are we there? Revelation 3. From verse 15 to 22. And I read. I know your deeds. That you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm. Neither hot nor cold. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I can't say you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. 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 Whosoever have ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. We all have ears and we can see. But the ear the Bible is referring to here is the ear that leads to your heart and your eyes of faith. As children of God, when we come across scriptures of this kind, we should be highly challenged. You come across scriptures of this nature, you should be highly challenged considering the fact that these words are spoken by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They are words that reads you, judges you, and acquits you, even as you read them. Because the truth is in it. You are in it. I am in it. But most importantly, God is in it. You can only make excuse because you fail to come face to face with the truth, Jesus Christ. You can only make excuse because you fail to come face to face with the truth, Jesus Christ. Revelation 3. I know your deeds. That you are neither cold nor hot. You are lukewarm. But how I wish you are cold or hot, says the Lord. I know your deeds. You are neither cold nor hot. But how I wish, I desire that you are cold or hot. But you are lukewarm. And we know what it means to be lukewarm. Indifferent. Standing on the wall, looking the other way around, never acknowledging anything. 
Imagine being indifferent towards God. You are lukewarm. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth, says the Lord. But you should be thankful. You should be grateful because we are still there, warm in his mouth. It says that those they love, he rebuke and discipline. God is always one step ahead of you. And so for the fact you are still there, warm in his mouth, there is hope. There is room for positive change. Repentance. For you to be cold, unaware of God's presence in your life is to assume power of authority. And every power in heaven and earth belongs to God. All power in heaven and earth belongs to God. Who made it? You to be called confining God is to assume power of authority. Imagine you woke up this morning unable to lift your legs and hands. Someone will say, God forbid. How can that happen? But it does happen. It does happen. What makes you different from those that it's happened to? The only difference is that your trials are not like the others. Your testings are not like the others. Your tribulations are not like the others. They will come, but when they do come, your faith is being tested in another way. In a new way. And through those testing, God is speaking to you to bring you closer to Him. And you will not even mind doubt. God will not mind that as long as you are seeking answer in Him in the midst of doubt. When those challenges come your way, sometimes it is to give you rest from the meaningless activities under the sun. And so my brethren, let your leaves speak of the good things that the Lord has done for you always. Talk of his goodness, his wonders and overflow with his goodness and praise. Because someone is watching you to see what will become of you here after. I want us to go to that Bible in the book of Luke 10. Our text proof. Luke 10, verse 38, 42. Are we there? As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary. Who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said? But Martha was distracted by all the preparation that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the works by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. Amen. Amen. You see, we 
when you learn what you were made for, how God Almighty treasures your company, He rejoices when you are in His presence. I told you we are all here today because God said we should come. So heaven is aware of your presence here. God is happy that you are here. So when you learn what you were made for, how God treasures your company, you will discover the fountain of good living and giving praise. You will discover the fountain of good living and give praise to God always. Because the spirit of gratitude, praise, will change the way you look at life. Spirit of gratitude, praise, will change the way we look at life. Thank you, Jesus, is a response from a grateful heart. You can ask David, and he will say to you, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous, for it is good for the upright to praise him. Ask Moses, and he will say to you, The Lord is my defense and strength. Is my salvation. I will praise him all the days of my life. Complaining. Looking to others for direction. Looking to others for approval. Fears that prevent you from making important decisions in life connects you to unhappiness. It connects you to unhappiness. But hear what the Lord says to you. He said, I, I stand on the door. Here I am, I stand on the door and knock. He's not just only standing on the door. He's knocking. He said, whosoever hears his voice and open the door, he will come in if with them and they with him. So scriptures like this too should challenge your heart condition. It should rekindle, motivate and inspire you with the fire of the Holy Spirit within so the sick, fear not, because your healer is at the door. The poor, do not be afraid. Your blessing provider is at the door. The lost, do not give up hope. Your guide, roadmap, is at the door. Open the door of your heart and let him come in and have a resting place within you. And that is standing in the awe of him. That is standing in the eye of God. What should interest you most about the passage you read is our Lord and Savior's response to Martha. He said to her, Martha, you are worried. You are troubled about many things. You are upset about many things. There just few things that are needed. Or indeed, only one. So he's speaking to all of us. Today we are worried, we are troubled about many things. But just few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. There are many things that distract you from running the straight race with the Lord today. There are many things that stops you from studying in the whole thing. Many things that stop you from making the most important life decisions. The last thing you want to be or do as a child of God is idolatrous. 
giving your time, your loyalty, your love to other consigned than God. But many times, this decision crept into your life unnoticed, unknowingly, unconsciously. Your effectiveness for the law requires wise decision. Say to somebody, my effectiveness for the law requires wise decision. Your effectiveness for the law requires wise decision. Say to someone, my effectiveness for the law requires wise decision. And it's not only saying no to things that are wrong and sinful, but also things that are good, things that are profitable, things that are pleasant, that are capable of hindering your main duties to the Lord. It is essential we serve the Lord with a willing mind, grateful heart. It is important you serve the Lord with a willing mind. For any service that is not voluntary could be made deceit and hypocrites. Any service that is attached with conditions. Oh, I'm running because people are running. Oh, I'm climbing the stairs because those people are doing it. <laughs> attached with conditions. Could be made deceit and hypocrites. And so the word of God encourages you. Say, trust the Lord with all your heart and mind and lean not on your understanding. But in all your ways, be submissive to Him and will make your path straight. I stand, I stand in all of you. I stand. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Do have your seat, please. Amen. Amen. 
Yes. Every service that is not voluntary, you are rendering today could be made deceit and hypocrites. And so the Bible encourages you. Trust the Lord with all your heart and mind. Do not lean on your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. It is only in God's world that you can be conscious of Christ's presence and lean not on your understanding, which is limited. Only in the Word of God, you can be conscious of God's presence. Christ's presence and lean not on your understanding because it is limited. When you are emotionally controlled, feelings take over your sense of reasoning. You lose sense of objectivity. I do not think. Don't assume that you're weeping, you're crying, you're complaining. Can force Jesus to become sentimental and give out himself cheaply to you. No. To be submissive to God is a lifetime decision. It is a lifetime decision. And when it's rooted in God's word, then it can stand in times of need. <laughs> to be able to commit in totality demands action. It demands action. And God Almighty values those little efforts we make. He values the little effort we make. But commitment limits choice. I am committed, it limits choice. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ demonstrated this in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he picked up his cross doing the Father's will, the Father's way. At that moment of great decision. <laughs> he's feeling, we're saying... Oh God, Father, lay this cup pass over me. But his commitment, genuineness of faith says, Father, let your will be done and not mine. Let your will be done and not mine. So in the book of Matthew 16, he wasted no time in getting to the heart of the matter. He said to his disciples, you, if you desire to follow me, Pick up your cross daily and follow. You desire to come after me, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Let someone say cross. Say cross. Storms. What are your cross? Your challenges. Your mountains and valleys. What are your storms? An illness? An accident? A betrayer? <laughs> your weeping may last for the night Jesus is the Lord joy comes in the morning pick up your cross and follow determined to follow Jesus Christ leading in your life <laughs> is the only way in which you can exchange your frustration for his peace determined to follow Jesus Christ leading daily that is the only way you can exchange your doubt for his assurance and your questions for his answers.
that you have chosen to serve the Lord in faith and truth does not mean you will not encounter trials and testing. Where are you coming from? Even those we consider pillars of faith, they have their moments of testing and trials. Their faith was challenged in a new way. Their faith was challenged in a new way. So we see in the book of Genesis 15. Father Abraham believed that he wanted a sign. Why? He wanted a sign that could strengthen his faith. In the book of Judges 6, Gideon believed, yet he wanted a concrete sign. Why? He wanted a sign that could make his faith stronger. John the Baptist believed, yet he sent his disciples to make inquiry of the Lord. He wants his faith firm. They have moments of doubts in their lives. They have moments of doubts. And doubt can become seen when it leads you away from God to skepticism. Heart-heartedness. But these great people of faith, we have found. They were seeking answer from God even in the midst of their doubts. And God strengthened them. God strengthened them. He keeps them calm and determined. They were able to change or exchange their burdens for his freedom. They exchange their impossibilities for the possible. And so today, you can exchange your confusion for his knowledge and your naughtiness for his awesomeness. Because when you count your blessings, your doubts will flee. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I Help me overcome my own Can I hear you singing, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Help me overcome. Help me overcome my own. 
Thank you Jesus. You may be seated. Do open with me to the book of Matthew 6. Matthew 6 from verse 22 to 23. Matthew 6, 22 and 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Amen. Amen. One of Satan's tactics is to get you to doubt God's goodness in your life. To get you to doubt God's goodness in your life. Get you to forget all the good things that the Lord has been doing for you. And to focus on what you do not have. That is one of his tactics. To focus on what you do not have. And I say to you today, my brethren, if you are spending much time thinking of what you do for God, how faithful you have been to God, how you need to be appreciated, how you need to be rewarded, you may be slipping into unhealthy doubts. Anxieties and cares about your feelings need to be rebuked. Anxiety, cares about how you are feeling, how you are doing, needs to be rebuked. Because it's tantamount to unbelief, which is a sin. It brings panic, tension, fear, worries into your life. And I want to believe that that was why our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rebuked Peter. He rebuked Peter of all his disciples. He said to him, Get away from me, you Satan. You are a dangerous child to me. Can you believe that? Satan, <laughs> my God. Satan is powerful, but God is greater than him. And Savior Jesus Christ said to Peter, Get away from me. You, Satan, you are a dangerous trap to me. The young man needs to be rebuilt because he was bringing emotion, sentiment to things that have been prearranged. Why don't you trust God and let Him prove Himself by standing in the earth of Him? By standing in the hour of him. For your relationship to be stable with the Lord, it has to be based on something with more stability than your feelings. You are here today. You are saved today. <laughs> Not because you feel you are saved, but because you put your faith on God's word and you act upon the word. You put your faith in God's word and you act upon the world. And so my brethren, <laughs> you who reject the present for the future, 
It's acting opposite the order of God and sound wisdom. You are warned by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You are warned not to be anxious about temporal things. And what are those temporal things? You talk about food. Someone will always be in the kitchen rendering services that are not voluntary, full of complaints and worries. Remember that the birds of the earth they do not sow or reap or gather in barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them well. What are the temporal things? Clothing. The peace of conscience you will drive knowing that your heavenly Father knows that you need them. You need to be clothed. Look at what is said to you in that book of Revelation. I can't say you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can be rich forever. He knows that you need them. And the peace of conscience you will drive knowing that he knows that you need them will produce internal joy, assurance to life and ease of heart. Consider the grass of the field. He clothed them so beautifully. How much more you of much value. Seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Say to someone, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is the only thing that is needed. That one thing that is needed. He said to Martha, you worried, you are troubled, you are upset about many things. But just few things, all one is needed. And that one thing that is needed is for you to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things will be given to you as well. Let us live for eternity. We will seek you all that is available in it. God knows the challenges before you. He knows the trouble before you. And he will give you enough grace to stand each day. The day trouble is enough. God will give you the grace to stand each day. He knows what you need. And he will provide for it. Because fleshly desires, spiritual desires, are two opposing masters. They are two opposing masters. And you cannot serve two masters with equal concentration, love, time. Each masters want you to run straight race with them. They want you to run straight race with them. And whatever you give your attention to, or whoever you give your attention to, is your master. Whoever or whatever you give your attention to is your master. And so, people of God, let us take time a while to reflect on God's track record in our lives. Take time, reflect on God's track record in your life. And that will grow confidence in you that God Almighty will walk through you, in you, and for you. Because He is with you. Let someone say, God is with me. God is with me. Emmanuel, I leave you here in faith. And I pray to meet you in faith. God bless you.